right, welcome to Texas, and uh, we'll get started uh, many miles away, many miles away. But I yep. think this is something that affects us all, and we were actually talking about this in the last episode, and then we carried it on after we turned the episode off, Levi, about uh, we live in a, in a more rural area, and the police presence out here, just in this specific area that we live in, right. it, we have a, a few constables that kind of have this area, and uh, they do a really great job, you know, and this is not something that we really ever have any interactions with. I mean, right, every now right. and then there's something bad that happens, like anywhere else, but, right. uh, you know, bad people will be bad people no matter where we are. But um, yeah, up in up in Minneapolis, and my sister lives in Minneapolis, and her family, and they have, and my mom, and they have, my mom's lived there for a long time, um, so... I'm familiar with that city to some extent. I've been there numerous times. Just went there this summer, actually, and it's actually a cool, it's a cool place, man. I have no, no knocks on it, but I do know that, um, you know, the culture there is obviously much different than the one here. But right. that's really where, like, a lot of the, you know, that's where George Floyd was. Mm-hmm. What you know? Yeah, that this whole, whole thing just happened like blocks away. Yeah, from yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe not, not blocks, but ten minutes. Within, yeah, ten minutes. Within, yeah, within it miles. Not, not within far. Miles, yeah. Not far. Yeah. And uh, so, anyways, I guess basically the moral of this story is that you know there is a ongoing you know debate in in, in the country and probably moreover throughout the world about the relationship between civilians and police officers. I think that's the greater argument that I would I would hit at cuz right. I think the race uh I think the race issue on this is actually more relevant than people are giving credit to. I don't think that race is an issue here. I, I think that uh I don't think that race is part of this problem. I really don't. Like this guy was black, but he was also half white. You know this uh last uh Don right. uh, yeah, Dante, what, Wright. Dante, Dante Wright, you know, yeah. so uh, again, I think that there's people of all nationalities that, if resisted arrest and did something, would probably have the same outcome. Right. And uh, that's I, I don't really want to get into that personally. For me, the bigger issue is just simply the relationship between police officers and civilians, because yeah. it seems like it is like a real hot spot. And and again, I just will reemphasize this: I do think differently about that specific case. Right. That you were talking about, actually. If I, if I, if it serves me right, and, uh, you know, he, he did resist arrest. I mean, right. he resisted arrest in a, in a, in a situation that was fast paced, and he had a warrant out for his arrest, whether you agree with that or know what it is or not. Right. You know, that cop was doing a job that they were set out to do, and they have seconds to react. They have no time. And so, I do feel like, I don't think my thoughts changed, but the more I do think about that, I think. What do you think the outcome's going to be? You're going to lead them on a yeah. high speed chase and get away. I mean, yeah, right, that's going to yeah, end no. poorly. You yeah, know, no matter what. Don't recommend anyone ever doing that. Right. But uh, uh overall, I, I think there is a really big issue though with like police and uh, what they're ha- what they have to enforce. How many laws are in this country? How many laws do we have? Oh, how many laws are on their? Who books? knows? I mean. Hundreds of thousands. I mean, the stacks. I'm sure if you printed them all out on paper, you could fill a whole office room with boxes of laws. You know? I think therein lies the reform. Right. It's not how much exactly. money the police department needs exactly. or how much they don't need. They probably need more money for better training, for sure. Yep. At least the same amount of money for quality training and make sure they have what they need. But where the rules are made to who you make enforce them, 
that's where I think, to me, right. that's that's where I think the problem exactly. really lies. Exactly. No, I, you know, back when, uh, right after the uh, George Floyd incident, there was that real popular saying, you know, abolish the police or defund, so, them. defund the police. Yeah, something like that, you know. And, and you know, th- that's just, that's not the answer to the problem. The problem lies with the just uncomprehensive amount of laws that they have to enforce. And I, I don't think that... Uh, Abolishing the police would be the answer. I think we we could start with abolishing victimless crime, any sort of crime that makes a criminal out of someone who has not affected anyone else. You know, no crime without a victim. Basically, you know, yep. uh, I've always said you want to see the uh, the relationship between police officers and civilians. Uh, you know, not. I'm not saying they're going to be... Uh, there's no utopia. Yeah, there's no Grand utopia. utopia like but you, you want to see those relations get a lot better? I guarantee you, if you end the drug war, those relations would get better overnight. Primarily in inner city, lower <coughs> income areas where yeah. drugs and alcohol are just more prevalent in people's lives because yep. they're going paycheck to paycheck, week to week. It's, it's, what, it's what we do. <laughs> no, I'm just uh, yeah, go ahead, Joe. It's all you, man. You were talking a while ago about the police and their training and the money that you would need to to the money they need money to be retrained. Well, it's not that they need money to be retrained. You can retrain them without the money. They need to be retrained to handle situations in more of a less deadly fashion. Now, you're right now. If you're in a police chase or something, how do you think that's going to end out? You're going to wind up on the ground, and if you resist and make the wrong move nowadays, it's just make the wrong move nowadays, you know? Yeah. And uh, But it's not that they need a lot of money. I will agree with the training. The times have changed. And it, I don't know, the way it's getting... It's getting worse, so the training's going to, you know, it's just going to, everything's just getting worse. And so I don't know if the training's answer or not. The thing is, is like I was saying a while ago, do you want a police presence or military presence? Defund the police, get rid of the police, well, you're going to have a military presence. Yeah, there's going to be some, guard. There's yeah. going to be a law enforcement. Yeah. Now do we want it ran by our counties and by our communities? To an extent, or do we want the federal government and the military in here in all our business? Yeah. Well, there's so we another. We don't want to get rid of the police. That is not the answer to anything. No. Retraining, handle the situations. You know, accidents happen. There's bullshit cops, just like there's bullshit people getting pulled over by the cops. Right. Yeah. You know, if you got a warrant for your arrest and the police are there to pick you up, be a man. Go to jail. Yeah, you yeah, can't you generalize. Know. You can't generalize every situation, right? Yeah, right? Some cops have a bad night and do something wrong. Sometimes we have a bad night and do something yeah. wrong. I mean, be a man. That's right. Be a man. That's what's wrong with it. you. Need to man up. You know, you do the time, you get caught. You do, the, you know, you, or you do the crime, you get caught. You do the time. Yeah. That's just the way it is. That's the way it's been since the beginning. You definitely uh, don't resist. Don't fight yeah, it that way. Yeah. Quit resisting arrest, and this stuff will stop happening. Yeah. Right. I agree. Uh, you know, one thing I would put on top of that, you know, uh, 
police don't write the laws that they enforce, of yeah, course. You know, uh, that, that is that that is true. Uh, but it's the politicians that write the laws. And one thing I've you know I've always said this is that you know the politicians they can write whatever kind of laws they want, and those those laws are nothing more than words on paper if they don't have people who are willing to enforce them for a paycheck. You know. Well, and also and, well, if they don't have people uh, who respect them as well. Right. Which yeah. I think you said, like with these nonviolent, violent, you know, crimes that quote unquote that happen. Right. I think people have become tired of just always being treated like criminals for no right. reason. Right. Right. Yeah. So, they, sorry, they're tired but, of respecting those laws. But, yeah. but, and, you know, they should be. Thomas Jefferson said that if a law is unjust, a man is not only right to disobey it, but he should feel obligated to do so. Yeah. You know, that was Thomas Jefferson. That's not me. That's that. That's T.J. himself, man. You <laughs> yeah. know, but uh. Uh, what I was going to say was, you know, during like, right before the pandemic, you had, you know, the, the big, uh, the big gun argument in America and you had a bunch of people, a bunch of sheriffs saying, I'm not going to enforce, you know, I'm not going to take anyone's guns. They can pass whatever laws they want. I'm not going to enforce it. Then during the COVID thing, you saw police coming forward and saying, you know, sheriffs and stuff saying they can pass whatever they want. We're not going to enforce it. You know, I, I would really like to see a lot more of that from police. I think that they they really have to be where it where it starts. Oh. They have to be the ones who put their foots down and say, yes. "We're not going to enforce these laws anymore." You can, you know, if if we don't think that there's a victim, if this person hasn't affected somebody else's life, liberty or property, we're not going to touch them. We're not going to mess with them. You know, you that, make that, a great That really has to happen there. Why is it that police are they seem to only do that when they're when you're talking about guns? That's that's when it most it's often only select, happens. It's only select, you know, and then and then it has happened a lot with the COVID thing. But man, why why doesn't a, a police you know why doesn't why doesn't a county sheriff somewhere stand up and say, you know, we're not going to arrest people for marijuana in this county anymore. Yeah. You know because because we we have bigger and better things if to take you, care if of. You we're were not going to waste our resources. And, and I'm our not time. saying just marijuana. Yeah, and it's yeah. not it's yeah. not. I don't think it's ever happened with marijuana. I'm not sure. And I but I know that this has happened. This has happened, and, and not even right. just with guns. Like I mean, right. it probably does happen more with guns, you're right. Uh, but it does, this happens, you know, they, they do stand up, and you're, you, you just really nailed it on that. I, I totally agree. If it's really going to change, it, like from the perspective that we're talking about, from right. the lawmaker to the police officers, right. the civilians have nothing to do with that. We're going to do what we do and live our lives. And yeah. we know our Constitution, that's what people have been taught. That's what they're going to abide by. And, right. the, you know, the police officers are that bridge in between the policymakers and the civilians. If they feel like that the laws that are being put on the books should not be enforced <clears throat> in their specific area, they should go back and say, look, this is not going to work in my area right here. This is right. not worth it, the fight that you're putting us yeah. through right here. It's going gonna, it's gonna to cause way too many unnecessary altercations. And who knows unnecessary better? Unnecessary situations. You mentioned something while ago. You went... People know the Constitution. Nowadays, these generation of kids coming up nowadays, they don't know the Constitution. Ask, actually, them, ask them who meant, wrote the Constitution, they couldn't tell you. I who meant, wrote the Constitution, I, I, Dad? I actually really meant... The, uh, <laughs> Jefferson. No, Thomas Jefferson didn't write the Constitution. <laughs> okay, well... 
What about <laughs> Alexander <laughs> Hamilton? Alexander, yeah. But uh, I will say, <laughs> I will say though, what I mean, and 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 to, to my point here, Joe, I think what most people do understand loosely what the they concept, don't understand what it represents. Yeah. It represents yeah. the freedom to speak your mind, to live your life as long as you're not hurting anybody else. You know, it represents those things, and I think people do have a feel for that. Right. Whether yeah, what Levi said, you're not hurting anybody. <laughs> things sorry it's so good it happens uh, man. you're not hurting <laughs> people places you know you're not hurting individuals property harming them you yeah, know like life would be property yeah like, just like Levi was saying a while ago man law, you lay the laws out that simple if you do and I, to end this segment I guess I think when you when you look at the times that we're in I think if you can see something good that comes from this it's a really good conversation that we can all have because I know that there are certain people that would have never said you need police reform right. five years ago. No, we don't need that. Police is just fine. Nowadays, more people are willing to at least say, okay, right. this, uh, this needs to be changed. And again, I think that's a very positive thing for our country because it does need to be changed, man. Most, I, I have friends that are police officers. They're great people. They have good families. I, I've, most encounters I've had with police have been good, especially in my older years. When I was young, and we were more dumb, for sure, and I never right. resisted or anything like that, but uh, even a couple of times when it, I feel like that I've had bad encounters with cops a couple of times that w- could have gone really badly, right. uh, and, and uh, I don't think it was all my fault or all people I was with fault or anything else. I've seen some bad instances as well, and... That's just going to happen in life. Like you said, there's no you. You can't make this perfect. But here again, I'm 61 years old, and I have never had to deal in my life with a bad police officer. I've I've never. It's just never happened. Yeah, that's awesome, though. That's a great. That's that's really good. That's a good. It's a testament. Everybody has a story, and but just like you say that, and it's important that people hear that. Yeah. Somebody who somebody who's had a bad experience should speak out and we should listen and, and always come to the table. I think that I really A do. lot of it's all your attitude. It is. You know, no, okay, no, no, no. You, know, you know you were speeding. Why you got an attitude about it? Yeah, no, no. You know? right. It probably is. You get a ticket, dude. Come on. No, no. I, I understand that. I do understand you know? that. A lot of it, people so, feel like yeah, that yeah, they're being... But do you, but, do you drive by a cop and feel a little nervous? Oh, Absolutely. No, and that you know that's something. That's one thing I just wanted to touch on, you know, real quick, is because, I mean, you know, there is a reason I think people feel a little antsy around a police officer. This is a person who, if they just say they, all they have to do is say they smell a little weed on you or something like that, and they can just ruin your day, if not your week or your year or your whole freaking life. You know, I mean, yeah. th- th- that's what puts people on edge about them is that just the fact that this person. Because they have a shiny badge given to them by the state, they have the authority to turn your life upside down if they want to. And that's what makes people antsy about the police, I think, you know. Uh, but I, I totally agree. Yeah, the, on, on, the street, on the street is no place to resist the law. 
I think the place to resist the law is in the courts. Yes, oh, absolutely. Uh, yes, yes. What, you know, but, but You're burying yourself it, it, one way or the other, yeah. fighting it in, in the streets right. like that, absolutely. And one thing I if think... If you're not guilty, uh, why are you resisting arrest? You know, on top of everything else we've mentioned tonight, one thing I really think would help out in this country is if we encouraged juries to uh, invoke their right of jury nullification. I think if jury nullification was more of a popular and more of a known thing that juries actually used more often, people would have a lot more confidence about taking their cases to court. Yeah. You, you know what jury nullification is? Uh, I, well, I figure what it is is that you can ask for a jury in your case, right? Well, no, you'll get a jury in your case. A jury nullification is, is basically when the jury says, yeah, this person is guilty of a crime, but we think the crime, we, we, we think the law oh, is stupid. Okay. You know, yes, yes. that's jury nullification. Oh, okay. When yeah. the jury is like, so yeah, the jury guilty. gets to be a jury about the law about itself. About the law itself, they are. They technically in the law, they are. They can in any case. Yeah, they're the like so. So, can, so they are guilty you know? of this, but how did this affect anybody? Right, exactly. Basically, you know, yeah. that's uh, a good damn point. I really, I really think that needs that needs to be a lot more common of a thing in these courts when people go to court. They are not the only ones who need to be put on trial. If you ask me, in every situation, not only should the individual be put on trial, the law they broke should also be put on trial. Yeah. And we should decide, is this really a law we need? Yeah. And right you know? there, so so much would get would get filtered right, again. Exactly. You know, like old laws would get re-brought up yeah. and filtered, whether or not they're still relevant or you need yeah. something... You know, that's Are like you right now, still hang me for spitting yeah. on so, this sidewalk? I have, a, I, have a, I have a question. I have a couple of questions. One lead to another. And this really, we'll end this segment on this. So uh, if you get pulled over by a cop and you got about, you know, let's say you got like a, a quarter a quarter ounce or, you know, let's say you have half ounce or whatever you have of, of weed and you know it smells bad in there and you're basically busted. Right. right. You know, what, do you, what do you do? You know, what do you do? Do you all just talk politely let them take the weed, arrest you if they're going to. Do you kind of have an attitude back to them? Like, what's your, what's your demeanor towards a cop in that situation, knowing that you believe in marijuana and you know? Right. Well, no, you know, I've I've never been in that kind of situation, so honestly, I can't say exactly what I would do. But you know, I, I, I certainly wouldn't uh, put my life on the line over. Yeah, I would oh, never yeah, resist. Yeah, exactly. You know, something like point. I mean. You know, what's going to happen is going to happen, man. It's like when you're busted, you're busted. Would you, you, would know? you give up the weed? Yeah, you just give uh, up. Well, what are you going to do? Yeah, yeah. 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 Today, in today's yeah. society, with what we got right now, if you don't want to mess with that, move somewhere where it's legal. Yeah. For one thing, here in Texas, though, it's not legal. And uh, I'd like to say that I wouldn't let them arrest me. Oh, if it was just weed. But to be honest with me and to be honest with everybody else, I would man up. You know, you got some bad, you got yeah, some yeah. bad, you got some badass draw in your car, man. There ain't no getting around it. <laughs> yeah. You know, you don't even have to bend <laughs> yeah, smoking yeah, yeah. it. You know. <laughs> And so See, there's no air freshener that's gonna override yeah, that, you know. You not know, where it's come today. So and the right. cop, you know, you roll down your window and he just kinda smiles at you like it's that seventies or something. Yeah. You know? yeah. And you know you're busted white okay. Yeah. You know, Whatever happens. Oh you happens, got some little half it. ounce, you know. I think the main yeah, thing is de escalate. Honestly, it's not even enough to go to jail for anymore, yeah, is it? I was about to say there's a lot of cops out there nowadays who would probably just Kind of giggle, but I have the second. I have the second side know, of this question. I mean, so if if you did ever have like an altercation with the cop, you know things got crazy, 
you know, they're trying to handcuff you too tight. And would you rather get hit with the baton, or or would you rather get tased? Oh, you know? man. wow, dude. I think uh, I might have asked this one before, uh, man. Maybe, no, maybe I don't not. think, I don't know if you've asked. I know we've, we've done and the you Where do they hit me? Hit, get hit yeah. right in the side of the oh, knee. Oh, no, you can taste oh, my yeah. ass. <laughs> I've yeah. had knee surgeries and stuff like that. They hurt. Rehabilitation takes a yeah. long time. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think, yeah, I think I'd rather probably get a... Uh, I don't know, man. Tase me, I'll go down, pull them out. <laughs> you know, I've seen some people getting tased that don't go down. I'm yeah. like, what in yeah. the world yeah. is going on here? Man? What are they on and where do you get it? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what is going on? PCP, here? man. Maybe. Oh, maybe they're just like, maybe some people just, once your adrenaline gets going and you're tight already and you're tense, like, yeah. maybe they just withstand it, like, without anything. You maybe know? they just... What do you call it? Electrocute oh. themselves just to hang out. Yeah, yeah like yeah, my, they built up an yeah, immunity yeah, to it a little bit. Yeah. Pull a Bruce Lee on them every night. You know? <laughs> I think the point of this is don't freaking resist. Don't yeah. resist. Just don't do it. It's not worth it. Yep. All right. I got a question for you, Levi. What's yeah. more powerful today? The American government, the Chinese government, or the the multinational corporations the coca-cola the airlines you know the the big like uh communication the microsoft yeah. bill gates oh my god well i would say that in both china and america you see a a gross conglomeration of corporate and state power but i would say that the corporate power is more I wouldn't say it's more powerful. I mean, how are you judging power? Power based in, you know, battleships and planes? Then no, the I would say in influence. But in yeah. influence and actual ability to get something done, I would say that the corporations are definitely more powerful, more influential. I mean, you got a guy like Bill Gates, dude. Bill Gates, like, snap his finger. Anything that comes off the top of his mind, say, I want this done, it's going to get done. He wakes up, he's like, hey, hey, we're going to create a problem. Why are you going to do that, Bill? Because we're going to create the solution. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. No, but I mean, look at it like with the the coronavirus situation in America right now, you know. I mean, really, if it wasn't for private corporations at this point, since the states have, you know, a lot of the states have lifted their their, uh, states of emergency, they've lifted their mask mandates, they've, at least here in Texas... Lifted the mask mandates, opened businesses back up 100%, total capacity, you know, pretty much none of it's actually coming from the state anymore. It's all, the only place where I've still seen mask mandate signs and stuff like that is in front of private businesses, you know, Uh, and we've talked, we've touched this on this show. A little bit, you know, actually not. Many times we've touched it. We've touched on it at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How it's the, it's the businesses, it's the corporations that are really shoving it down the throats of America. Yeah, yeah, I guess you. we have, yeah. Yeah. Yep, yeah. But uh but no, yeah, I think uh but really, I think the real concern isn't about who's more powerful whether it's the state or the corporations. The real concern is when uh those the state and the corporations becomes one of those uh I think you used a good analogy, uh the DNA strands. Yeah. You know, they become a DNA strand with one another and they work, you know, that's they just create this uh, monster, you know? Yeah, exactly. 
Yeah, I really. Uh, I think too. I would. I would answer the same thing. I think that an influence, uh, and that's definitely what I guess I, I would have meant by that question. And I think that the corporations have much more influence, and it, at least in perception, uh, they do. But I do feel like it, it is a fine line. Like they can lose it. They can lose it. There's no one. No one is really too big to fail when it comes to influence. You know, right. when people lose faith in things i think that's a hard thing to gain back on a on a large scale right. you know what i'm saying like that what but I uh think- yeah yeah but and i will say this too you know with with the government and and uh you know companies working together and and colluding together i mean it's it's hard to it's hard to indifferent like it's hard to separate the two right. you know that's what I guess I'm really trying to get at is that it's and I guess that's what you were trying to get at too is it's it's very hard to know because I think some of these corporations wouldn't have the amount of influence and power they exactly. have if they didn't yes. have the government and some of the governments wouldn't be as large and as as built up if it wasn't right. for the corporations influence. Exactly. They need know? each other. Yeah. They need so. each other, man. That's why and I mean and that all goes back to like, you know, the the central banks and stuff like you know, the the, the big corporations they need that central bank, you know, to bail them out if in case they need it. And the, the government also needs the corporations to uh, generate economy. You know? Yeah. To uh, to to make value or at least uh, try to. Uh yeah. But uh oh dang I done I was going to say something and now I can't remember <laughs> what I was going to say. Uh You know, I think it's I think in today's age what we're seeing here and something that I would I know we have you like you said we have touched on this in uh, numerous episodes but to really dive into how they set these laws you're like, "Well, how did they they just wrote, how did they write these laws without Congress approval and congressional approval and all this like they just made up these mandates of wearing a mask and that businesses had to uh, uh, and it's like yeah, that's exactly how they did it they did it through the businesses yeah. it, they were they were mandates and they were executive orders and and uh, what did you call them emergency orders yeah. and stuff like that that they made the businesses enforce it in order to be able to make money and that to me in this country is unprecedented. That's something that's never happened in this country. It's happened in other countries, I assure you, over time somewhere. Yeah. In, uh, you know, government-run, socialistic type of countries. Right. And I'm sure that it probably didn't work out well. You know, Uh, and I I don't believe in doing that. I don't believe in that sort of method of governing people and and, uh, mandating things like we talked about last time. But uh, that that to me was something with this whole last year that was just mind blowing, and it still really is. How uh, and 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 like you said, some businesses now where we live in Texas, uh, that's the only people who enforce it now. Right. It, I mean, some right. cities well, might have you know, more. It, and it's almost like a uh, I don't know what the word for it would be, but like some mental gymnastics kind of went into it. They or at least they they knew it would cause some mental gymnastics because. Uh, you know, there's a strong sentiment in, in this country of, uh, you know, capitalism and the right of the business owner to do what, you know, what they want with their business. And so that became a, that became a back door, I feel like, for the people who didn't want to come out and say they supported the, the mask mandates, but 
then we're like, oh, but you know, I don't, oh, no, no, the government can't, you know, there's, uh, they can't, uh, do this mask mandate thing, but, but then, oh, you better wear a mask if you go into HEB because they got that sign on the door. They're a private business. Come yeah. on, guys. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah, so, so, and now, like, we've always talked about the death thralls, the death thralls that, that happen. It's kind of a crazy term, but, uh, you know, you, uh, you, you see that that could be part of what's kind of going on is like in these death thralls, man, where people start to spin out of control, like they start to spin out of control that they start to like, it starts to show its ugly face, like with uh, the Coca-Cola and Delta thing with the the Georgia law. Right. And then with the COVID thing, them using the businesses, like now all of a sudden as people who have always been used to like being a government for the people and about the people and kind of, you know, we, we open our eyes and we're like, man, that all disappeared. Like, this is something completely different than what we're used to. Like, this is completely changed. Yep. Like, it kind of feels like overnight, but it really isn't overnight. You know, again, right. this has been, been a year. A... It's been over a year now. Well, it's well, hard to believe, it, but it has been. You well, know? and this decaying system has been going oh, on for a long time. decades. Again. Decades, but, man. Yeah, that's a... You know, uh... COVID-19, man. The damn... The day the... You know... <laughs> The day we just all started like, I really believe questioning like maybe just yeah. reality in general. You know, after this past year, I think it's like everything's just like yeah. up. Everything's a question mark behind it. You know, at this point, it feels like there are time. there are certain moments in history that just split eras. You know, they just divide eras, and for the and for the people who lived in those moments, their lives went on. You know, but. Prosperity and, or posterity and, and history define these moments, and I really think that COVID-19 will go down as one of those moments in history. I mean, that, that's a pretty obvious thing for me to say. It, it, it will go down as one of those moments in history when, uh, when it really just started to fall apart. I feel like, I feel like the country is like a, a washing machine that's gone off balance, and it's been... It's been rickety for a little while, you know. It's been it, but it's it's like when you have a washing machine that does that in your house. It's like oh, it's just a little vibration, you know. So it's like whatever, but you let it go on, and it just gets that vibration gets a little stronger and a little stronger, and eventually, if you let it keep going, you know, it's like throwing a brick into a washing machine. You know, yeah. you ever seen those videos? Uh huh. And they go and they go and they go, and then eventually some part comes off, yeah, and the whole freaking thing flies apart. Yeah, that's crazy. You know, everything has its has its breaking point. Every, now you got me. Every camel has the straw that breaks its back. You now know? you got me wanting to watch washing machine videos. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, unbalanced washing machine video. Yeah. Uh, you know what really also is crazy about uh, COVID-19 now that we are, you know, pushing to the, you know, to a different phase of our understanding about what's really going on with everything this past year and kind of more able to wrap our brains around it a little bit, I think, is that, you know, now that you you know you get a new leader in, and you didn't like the last leader so much, or whatever, if you did or you didn't, you get a new leader in, and this leader's like, all right, we're gonna move on, we're gonna do it now. It now's the time. I'm the leader, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna you know be really tough on this country, and that means if that even means you know military action, whatever we have to do, or you know we know we need to keep our troops over there fighting these people, and then in the same time. They'll turn around right after that. The next story is, hey, everybody, wear your mask today and make sure you get your vaccination because every life matters. 
It's yeah. like, you know, I'm just, that's so short-sighted yep. it, I, to me. And they're like, well, what's the solution to that problem? Well, maybe it's like stop going over and killing people. And, and let's really say that every life really matters and stop having, start having better policies with people. Uh, and, yep. you know, let things go, man. You know, like, no, we just had a violent culture, I feel like, in a lot of ways. Like, with, not our people, really. But our laws, our laws, when, you, when you're that aggressive, when you have that many laws on the books, that to me is like just signs of just control and aggression, man. And yep. and then now you want us to trust you with COVID-19 when just in a drop of a hat you'll go over and drop another bomb in another country and that, kill uh, people. I just got to throw in this. I, I don't even remember where the quote comes from, but it's a but it's a dang good quote and you just made me think of it, you know. Uh is that dying societies pass laws like dying men search for cures, you know? Yeah. And, I mean, that's for real, dude. Yeah. You know, and, and that just ties right back into the death thralls thing, you know? I mean, it's just like a, they're just grasping for any last thing they can try and grab onto, you know, because they see it. They see... Uh, I, I believe that the U.S. federal government really sees the world's... Not just the country, but the world's faith in the American system fading. And, I mean, really, that's that's happening right now. I mean, with, with China coming out with their new digital currency and, I mean, all the sanctions we throw on people. We don't even, we can't even keep our deals with the Taliban, you know. Yeah. But, you know, but we expect the world to just continue trusting us. Continue trusting our currency. Continue trusting our system. It's not going to last forever. And when they finally do realize that they're going to lose it, I don't think it's going to be pretty. You know, I yeah. think that uh, I think that it's going to be like like a dying beast. You know, they they get very violent when they realize they're about to die. You know. Yes. And uh, yeah, no, that's just. Yeah, yeah, I agree, man. This is also what like Joe was saying in the first segment. It's like, do you want a police force or do you want a military force? And I think with people in, especially in these inner cities that are out protesting and things like that. And again, I don't know the depths of this stuff, man. Like some people believe that there are people who are paid to go out and start trouble. You know, like this, and calls these things. So if that's the case, then you're up against a mighty machine. I don't know what to say. Right. You know, but one thing I would say is don't fall into that, man. Don't go do that because when you get the establishment, the true deep state establishment in charge like it is today and you get them comfortable and you start to have these, they'll throw in that you will see a part of of a decaying society that you don't want to see in your area where your yep. people live. You know, you would rather see it with some cops that you have to kind of distrust sometimes right. than to have a full-on police state and military walking down your houses telling everybody to get inside or they're going to run you right over. They have no... Yep. They don't... At that point, they don't care. If you don't obey what they say, you are a problem and they're going to alleviate the problem. That's it. They, there's no... There's no well, talking I mean, it out at that point. And the really know? disconcerting thing about that is that it's become a, a trend in America. I mean, really, in the past year, 
I, I've seen multiple situations of, of National Guard and military being deployed on the streets of America, you know, walking down the street, just like you were saying, getting your homes. Well, let me tell you something. Here. It's also you know? starting to be something that people, some people are, are calling for it. Right. Hey, when are you going to shut these down? We need to get in here and shut these yeah. protests down. It's oh, like, lots of people wanted Trump to send in the military to quell see, the riots. See, I'm telling you, that t- there was one thing that stuck out with Trump to me. That he didn't send people in. He was it, it, maybe he did eventually. I can't remember, but yeah. he was very cautious. He said, "We'll leave it up to the states." Yeah. To me, like that's really how it, he did send those secret agents into uh, what was it like Portland or something like that. There was videos of those guys just popping out of vans. They did grabbing people. Yes. Well, he deputized he, he deputized the sheriffs or something. Remember yeah. over in that part of the country, so. He did do some stuff, and I'm sure there was some stuff going on. But he did very minimal. He did do very minimal. But I'm saying, like, the true yeah. deep state with, like, nothing to lose, knowing that they have power and control. Yep. It will be different, and they will shut it down, and it will... It's just not... It's not the way to go about it, you know? It's not a, it's not a great tactic if you're trying to change our system here and, like, you know, make... Or, like, at least make our system better. Right. You know, like, improve on our system. Yep. That's not the way to go about it, and it's just not. But, uh, again, to back to the, back to this whole point, though, is uh, the corporations and the, uh, and the, you know, the big government have really just become such a, a, a you know, they just work together, man, hand yep. in hand, and they just, they can't go down. And I guess some of the irony in some of these, uh, when people start looting these stores, is a lot of times they hit up these big multinational corporations and yeah. loot them, and they right. don't come out and say anything. They just board up their stuff because it doesn't matter to them. They make money everywhere else, so they yeah. can they can just do you know. It's yeah. it's such a weird thing, dude. But the little it's business so owner weird. down the street, you know, loses his business. Everything, well, their yeah. life. Yep. Because they that's their life. When you own a business, and it's just that's your life. That's yep. what you live. That's you don't go on vacation very ever, if any. And you run that business, and so many people have are realizing today, probably right now, as we're having this conversation, like, man, I might have to leave. Yeah, I might just have to leave where I'm at. You know, it might be that time. And they've been trying to fight this for a while, and they finally just have to say. And that's crazy, man. When when they're people are being forced to leave in America, right? You know, it's it's a what's. It's wild. It's just crazy times. Like, I'm not saying that to be negative or to make people scared. I'm just saying, like, to also emphasize, like, that we live on those times, like you said, like, times that people are going to remember in history for a long time, where things were redrawn, things were reshaped, and uh, things were definitely, they moved around (laughs) a little bit. Yep. And, And at the end of the day... It's Trump's fault. It's <laughs> that all bastard. Trump's fault. No, no, it's that bitch Carol Baskin's fault. <laughs> we can all agree on that. Yeah, with the independent thinking Texans at it again, solving the problems. That's right. Man. <laughs> do 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 do. We need like a uh, fucking theme song, man. Like a like a uh, an action figure theme song. We should just try to see if we can't use the Mario one. Yeah, right. I think that would fit us. Solving the world's nah, problems. Nah, what it's about is just, uh, I think it's about, I was thinking about it, actually, because I really just don't even, 
I do care about this stuff. I like to follow it because it's fascinating that we live on this planet where so much is going on, right? And like whether it's whether it's like geographically or by nature or by by human nature, right? right? And uh, I, it's important to not let it consume your life because what really matters is like you know what are you eating day by day? What are you consuming? Who are you with? Are you with people you love? Are you happy? Those are the things that really matter day to day. If these things aren't affecting that, they obviously don't matter enough. Right. But it's it's interesting to follow them and to see what the world is where the world is headed because that's what does matter. Life doesn't necessarily stop with your life. Right. You know what I'm saying? Uh unless you know Armageddon is yeah. or whatever, then maybe right. so, but really it doesn't stop with your life. So there will be more after you. So the information or whatever you do is going to pass along something else to the next generation. And that's the importance of doing something positive and putting something into your time. And so that's really why I, I like I just love to do this and just add to the dialogue because uh, right. I think no matter who does it or how they do it, it's important to have conversations about things and laugh about things and you know, for yourself yeah. and more than anything, you know, and leave that for yourself and to get that out there. And if it comes across, like for me, like when I sit here and we do these things, it makes me learn more about myself and like about what I think about things. Cause I don't just go off and talk about it right. anytime. And it makes me kind of understand these things more or look into them more than I would otherwise. Yeah. So it challenges me to do that and I like it. But, uh, I'm definitely an anti-war guy. Like, uh, I, it probably shows in things I've said maybe in the past, but I definitely right. don't, you know, like like you said it last episode, is like there's no utopian ending for all of us. I mean, the world is what the world is. It's always going to have its problems, but, you know, there will always be war. There will always be conflict, uh, but not like, not like the bullying and the going way over to other people's lands and fight and getting involved in conflicts and, I think that's what more what I mean is I hate to see that and right. I, I feel like today, man, you're seeing tensions that are starting to build that are real and and they they like frighten me because if there's one way that we could really defeat ourselves, like really defeat ourselves, it's through war. Oh yeah, that's like Einstein said. Like global yeah. warming doesn't scare Einstein me as much as war. Best. You know, you know about the Einstein quote about World yeah. War Three. Everybody's yeah. heard that one. Yep, I don't know don't what know World what... War Three will be fought with, yep. but World War, the, but the one after yep. will be fought with sticks and stones. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely, it's, it's the truth. It's man. truth, man. You've watched, we've all seen Planet of the Apes. <laughs> 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 no, I but, do uh, see that though. That like yeah. chimpanzees are using like like rocks and things as yeah. like tools. You know, it's like they use they hammer down things. They use putting. I mean. And here we are, you know, threatening to blow each other up. Yep, yep. You know, I mean, like, do you reach a point of of evolution where you've, like, climaxed to, like, that's as smart as we're going to get. We're going to start heading down that <laughs> pole now and start just blowing it all up. Jeez, you know? uh, no, I mean, uh, no, I agree. I mean, what's happening right now between, like, R Russia and the United States is just, it, it is a scary situation, you know, because, I mean... When you start poking Russia, you're not just poking 
the Taliban or, or Al-Qaeda. You're not poking these guys who just have convoys of Toyotas, you know, and, and bomb vests. You're poking a real, I guess you could call them a superpower. I mean, they're they're like number two or three on the planet when it comes to military power. But, uh, it's you know, they're, they're a real nation. And World War II is pretty much the last time two nations on this planet actually went to war with each other, you know, and I don't think people really stop and think about that, about the consequences. I mean, you, you know, do you want to see a rerun of something like that? I know I don't. I don't. You know? No, I don't I mean, at all. It, it, is, it is scary when you see these, these, these flames that, you know, like I said yesterday, uh, not yesterday, but on the last uh, episode, how I feel like people just think like, it's the 21st century. You know, all that stuff is behind us. That's never going to happen again. Like, I don't. I, I wouldn't be so certain. You know, yeah. if, if you poke the wrong buttons, it absolutely could happen again. Yeah. You know, and specifically what we're talking about today is just today on Thursday, uh, April 15th, Biden put sanctions on Russia. Hold on, hold on. President Biden. President Joseph R. Biden. <laughs> Wait, no, president's a bad word. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. He put uh, sanctions on Russia, the Russian Federation. He said, quote unquote, that we're under a national emergency because of Russian uh, aggression, you know, towards the Ukraine. They've we've now kicked Russian diplomats. Dude, the out of word the emergency, the word emergency has taken a big hit Dude, in when the they past use, year. When they use that word, like that word used to mean something. Yeah, you know, right? Yeah, and in the minds of a lot of people, it still does. Yeah, it really still does. And this this has proven that. You yeah. know, the COVID nineteen has proven how rapidly you know you tell people there's an emergency, then you know they're going to respond. Accordingly. You know, accordingly, you know, but. Uh, <laughs> But no, you know, I really think that when it comes to this kind of thing, you know, slapping sanctions on a country like Russia, it's just, a, it's not the right time to be doing something like that, you know? I mean, I think we need to follow more like what Thomas Jefferson said when he, you know, he said that the U.S. should practice peace and commerce with all nations and entangle alliances with none. Yeah. That's a quote. From oh, TJ. From TJ himself, you know? And, <laughs> TJ uh, himself, <laughs> You know, and I really think that... That's his stage name. Yeah. TJ himself. TJ himself. TJ himself. himself. (laughs) I can see the album cover now. Oh, me too. He's got the bloomers and everything. (laughs) Oh, man. No, but... I mean... Why did they... They they dressed so weird back then, right? Like, see, that's what... I think... I think... I, I think that's what makes it seem like they weren't like us right you know what i mean like exactly. you're like these people because if they joked around there's, with each other there's no way they would have gone out looking like that you know what i mean yeah. they'd have been picked on but they weren't because that's just how everybody dressed right like, right no weird. you know I, I mean the american revolution was just six generations ago i mean really seven six or seven generations ago depending on how young you are you know that's not a lot of time I mean, really, uh, yeah, no, I, I think that what what's what we're doing with Russia right now is really poking some buttons that don't need to be poked. No, I And, think. like I said on the last episode, we are still 
the same hairless pink apes that we were. Yeah. <laughs> back then, you as know? A, as I mean, a, as a nation, you know, especially if America's going to get serious about, you know, looking at itself in the mirror hard and like, you know, fixing its fixing ourselves, right? Like if that's really going to be our objective here, which I think most people would like to see that, you know, I think everybody's on board, but we don't have, a, we all feel like we don't have proper leadership and in, in place to do that and from both sides, from every side. But if that was really what we needed to be doing, I would say the solution to this, in my opinion, is to, is to lead by example, you know, yep. make your people strong, help your people become stronger, help your people become more wealthy, you know, give it help them help help them provide themselves with the tools that's what a government should be kind of grease those wheels for people to to help their the society become stronger and you know like you said or like TJ himself said you know uh you know commerce with other nations and trade with other nations and be kind to people and people will follow suit in that regard you won't have to drop bombs on people and people will hate you some people will never yeah. like you that's fine yeah. it is what Whatever. it is but it is, it, 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 as long as you're strong and they're strong, then it's all good. Right. But when you become weak and you think you're more powerful than you are and you still have these bully tactics, that's a dangerous place to be. Yep. And Americans today are far more in danger than they've ever been before. And this is why you should give all of your guns to the government now. That's right. <laughs> yes, because these weapons of war have no place... On our Don't streets. defend yourself okay. no. <laughs> from any any invasion or anything like that. Give them all to the government, and we're gonna be okay. Now, I did actually find uh, some uh, man like finding ammunition even for a deer rifle is impossible, man. Yep. It's like I've been looking for uh, two forty three ammunition for some time, man. I finally found some. Yep. I was like, dude, are you serious? Thank you, sir. I will take four boxes. He told me the price. I was like, I will take one box. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Half a box. Half I'm, a box. I'm surprised they even uh, were going to let you buy four boxes, man. A lot of the places I've seen have a cap on how many boxes of ammo one person can buy. The good thing about living out in rural Texas. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> Everybody's got some freaking ammo and guns. <laughs> That's no joke. Damn, dude. Like, don't no. play around out here, man. I'm telling you right now, this is not the place to uh, to get wild out here, dude. No, and, I, and the point you just touched on, you know, how it's real dangerous when a country that thinks it's a lot more powerful than it is starts to poke buttons, you know? I mean, I don't know if you've watched the videos, but I've seen the videos of, like, the Russian and the Chinese high school students Stripping AKs on the tables, blindfolded. <laughs> you know, like yeah. straight up. These are their high school students, dude. Like, yeah. you know, while what's the typical American high school student over here doing? Hey, you know, I mean, yeah. the difference in the cultures. You know, I mean, we we might frown upon a lot of certain aspects of uh, of of like Russian and Chinese culture, but uh, at the same time, those they might prove to be some real advantages. If a real conflict that does actually pop and up not, between the East and the West. I think the West has become soft. weaker and softer yeah. than it has ever been yeah, in history. I agree. 
Okay. Uh, and and the other thing is not just the education, like in the 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 kids are getting and stuff like that, but it's also like um, we're like divided, man. Like we're not even right. cohesive in a message at all. No. Like there's nothing that you can't go out and say something. It's like gonna get everybody united. Nope. Maybe. Epstein didn't kill himself. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. You know, that might get people rowdy. Right. Or Carol Baskin. Or you that know? bitch Carol Baskin. <laughs> yeah, they might agree on that. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, maybe that, like, the government's corrupted. You know, you could go out and say, but even that, probably not. You know, right. some people are going to be like, oh, you're just, you know, you yeah. don't, conspiracies. You know, yeah. that's it. You wouldn't know what to do if you ran it. It's like, yeah, because I wouldn't run it because yeah. I just run my own life. Yeah, exactly. That's I, what I say. Just I would run never aspire life. to try and run other people's lives. You know? <laughs> but, uh, that's kind of silly. Right. Oh, yeah. That's great. Yeah, yeah I, I think, though, really, man, we had talked about it all the time, but foreign policy, no one really cares about it because they say, well, it's just that. It's foreign. It's, it's our policy with foreign countries. What does it matter to us? Well... You know, like we're supposed to be a government where of the people. I mean, right. if you go out and you're bombing everybody and like are in these conflicts, like bullying people, then you know that's your government doing it, but that's your people doing it because you're allowing that to happen. And uh, right. you know, we've really got to speak out about this, and you know, people have got to speak out and just say, look. It's not saying it's... You're not a weak person by saying, I don't want to go to war with Russia. Right. It's like, I'd rather see my kids and uh, my family, my people, you know, my friends' kids come up in a world where they're learning about how to make the world a better place, a cleaner place, you know, energy cleaner, you know, how to move forward, you know, what to do about water issues, you know, and bat poor water supply, you know, what... There's so many issues we could be solving... Right. Why waste your time on that? I mean, I don't think that's a weak thing to say. I, I think no. it's... Uh, but I think sometimes people feel like that. They feel like you have to have strong rhetoric. Like, don't mess with that. You'll see what we'll do. We'll... And it's like, yeah. I don't think... Rhetoric's just that. It's just right. rhetoric. I mean, you don't... If you need strong rhetoric like that, maybe there's nothing there. No. Well, I and I think that... Uh... I think what really drives people to to think like that is that, I mean, we are the superpower of the world right now. We've been the superpower for 80 years, almost 100 years. We've been, you know, the the number one kid on the block. Um, And, I mean, you know, there is, I I, I definitely understand. (laughs) You remember that song? Uh, You remember the Eminem version of it where he did like that? In like one of his uh, songs, he's like, new kids on the block. I, I'm not can't even say it. I think, I, I'm pretty sure I heard that, yeah. Oh, man. Uh, Cancel it. There's really a drive, I think, in people's minds that we have to be, we have to be number one. If we're not number one, that means we're going to be number two. And somebody else is going to be number one. And this is one, that, this is one concession I will make. Because it's like we've said before... Where it's like, yeah, you can sit here and talk good about anarchy all you want, but at the end, anarchy is a vacuum and something's going to fill it. And it might be filled by something that was even worse than what you had before. And I would say that there is sort of a viable argument in 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 the idea that America couldn't would no longer be the biggest kid on the block. Is that there's always going to be a biggest kid on the block. And, you know... Th- that's the one concession I would make towards the point of, of America 
you know, playing chess around the world is that if it is no longer a, a superpower, something's going to fill that vacuum. And it might it might be something that would make the federal government look nice and rosy to us at the end of the day. You know? Or what it once was. Or, yeah, you know? what it but once what was. what we're seeing right but, now, well, I mean, maybe... Even, even now, yeah, not right now, but like the federal government of like 2019. Yeah. You know, really. <laughs> yeah. In 2019, true. we were sitting around just like we are today saying, oh man, the federal government's doing all this stuff. But really, think about it. Right now, you would trade 2019 in, in, in a heartbeat. And it's the same kind of... I, I think that there is a little bit of... Uh, you know, I, I'm I'm not saying that I believe I'm I don't think that uh, anything apocalyptic would happen if America wasn't number one on the block. But I can what I'm saying is that I understand people's fear when you mention something like America pulling out of all of our foreign uh, interests that we're in. That's what people think of in their mind. You know, they think of like, well, that means we're going to shrink and some other country's going to grow and then they're going to be a threat to us. Well, I totally understand you know. that. I do, and I, 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 I hear that argument, and yeah. I, I do understand it. And that's exactly going back to what I said that my my counter argument to that would would still be is that you know if a country like let's say China, right. you know, even though they're not a threat, Russia is the real threat. Not, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but it, let's say a country like China, no one's. A, I mean, damn, dude, let's let people be. You know. All yeah. governments are a threat. Right. People that want control over everybody, they're, they're a threat. threat no matter where the hell they are. Yep. But, uh, you know, let, let's say a country like, the, you know, the Chinese government, you know, uh, wants to take over that whole half of the world. You know, by the way they have to do that and the cultures they have to change to make that happen, they are going to grow a lot of anti-sentiment oh, towards yeah. them. If we're over here just being like, okay, that's that's the route they're gonna take. We have to mind our own business because we can't we can't stop them. Right. They're gonna do that, but we can only if they come in our bubble, they have a problem. Right. You no, know, like we're not gonna the let sort it, of national defense I believe in. That is, that that yeah. that's the only that's how you are your strongest. Right. And and you you have your own wealth, your own ingenuity, yeah. your own brains, your own, I mean, you figured right. out. And I'm not saying that, like, you don't, you trade I mean, with other people. I'm not saying you just block yourself out and say, we don't want anyone no. else's resources. That's the difference between isolationism and non-interventionalism. Yeah. Isolationism is when you, is like, you know, the pre, you know, uh, a lot of people will be like, we tried that. We tried that before World War II and it didn't work. You know, we, it's like, no, that wasn't non-interventionalism. You know, that was isolationism what we tried back then uh there's a big difference you know thomas jefferson hit it on the head peace and commerce that that you know that rules out isolationism you're talking about peace and commerce with all nations trade with them yeah you know some countries make stuff better than other countries there's nothing wrong with that not every country has to be number one make everything inside their yeah. own border different resources you know, in different parts of the world exactly yeah you know, but, you know, entangle alliances with none. And that's where we have really just messed up. And that's another argument people make all the time. Well, we can't just abandon our allies. What about our allies? we got to think about our allies. You know, well, I mean, then, you know, then scrap everything our founders said because they were very clear that we don't need to go and get entangled with all of these other countries. We don't need to entangle alliances with them. And... You know, 
I think the bottom point. What happens what if we don't have a say. country? You well, know, what happens to our allies? You know, what happens if right. everything falls apart exactly. because we're trying to fix everybody else? And in the meantime, yep. we lose everything that we stand for here. <coughs> then what happens to our allies after that? We're about to, we, you know, we could and, find out. You know, one day the chickens are going to come home to roost on this issue anyway. Whether, whether another country becomes belligerent with us or not, there will come a time when America simply will not be able to finance the intervention that we do across the world anymore. That's, that's time, already that time, happening. That time might be that's here. That's happening. We're at it. It's hearing, at our doorstep. I was hearing someone say this. It's like, and I don't know, I do not know enough about this, though I've read more than maybe just a common person that's never seen anything to do with it, but it's like, if the if the Federal Reserve, if they if they raise interest rates, then, then you know, I mean... We're bank. I mean, you can't even oh, pay yeah. the. That's oh, you, dude! It, they it, can't it, make the, it would make the housing bubble of 08 look like. But they, nothing. but but at some point they have to raise interest rates. Yeah. So this is like the ongoing predicament that they're constantly in, and uh, man, it's just it's uh that's super fascinating, man. That's yeah. just crazy fascinating. But yeah, this was a good episode, man. Uh, I don't really have anything else really to add to that. I I think that I we hit on the three things. We, we wanted to talk about the police because we didn't really have... We had so little about yeah, that. that was and still that, a pretty developing story. Dude, it, I'll tell you what, at the end of the day with that too, real quick, is what that is is a shame. It's just yeah. a shame. It's it a was shame just yet, a shitty situation Because, all the way around. you know, a kid at 20 years old, man, I was such a dumb... I was so much more of a dumb person at 20 years old. It's unbelievable. Like, I would hate to judge someone by a 20-year-old and say, that was them, that's who they were going to be. And like yeah. that... Ha- it, it's just an accident, you know... It was a bad, tragic accident that happened, and it sucks, and it sucks that it has to become so damn politicized. Right. But uh, anyways, uh, hopefully justice gets served in every which way, and people learn from it, you know, for sure. And then segment two, we talked about um, corporations and, um, and government kind of being intertwined, which is something that... You know, which I've always I've always known as that's the definition of fascism. Right. That's what, I guess that like Mussolini had. That's had, Mussolini's definition. Of which, you know, if anybody should know about fascism, <laughs> I would think it would so, be Mussolini. Uh, and then and then the last the last segment here we talked about the wars and just three things that I thought we could uh, talk about that had some real prevalence of what's going to be going on in the in this coming up year. Right. Especially, you're going to see a lot more of, especially in the latter two, with uh, corporations and the government. Man, we are really seeing exponentially how intertwined they are and how much they're starting to cross paths yep. in the public sphere. You know, and then the last thing again, like with the wars, is just man, peace, dude. Like just man, if you have a na- if you have like, think about it as your neighborhood. You know, you might not like somebody that lives in that corner house over there, but y'all just don't see eye to eye. Y'all don't have the same theories about life, but he's friends with everyone. You're friends with everyone. And then, but he's also, he's not friends with this other guy that you don't even know around the other way, but you don't all go bomb each other and, you know, burn each other's stuff down. Like you, you, it's a microcosm, I understand, it's not that easy, but man, I just wish more people in the world would let go of the idea of trying to control other people. It's, damn, it's tiresome. Yep. And, uh, but, 
Yeah, any movies or anything you're watching or anything you like? Any shows you got uh, that you watch right now? You got your new Coca-Cola radio? Yeah. Oh, yeah, got yeah, the, <laughs> the, the newest addition to the uh, collection. Uh, no, you know, just, I've been watching... Uh, I did watch the original Planet of the Apes. I, I made a Planet of the Apes reference earlier. Yeah. That's just because I just, just got done watching it. The you first like that? one. You yeah, like the very that? first one. Oh, I'm a huge fan of the original Planet of the Apes series. The uh, the first, like, uh, the ones made in, like, the 60s and oh, 70s. Oh, yes, yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. So you're talking about, like, the original. Oh, the, the, the OG yes, Planet yeah, of the Apes, the dude. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, yeah, yeah, yeah. The new ones. Did you see the new ones? Like one of them, maybe. Um, not, yeah. not one I ever got into. Yeah, you know? no. I was a real big fan of, of number one and number two of the new ones. Uh, and then number three, they just... That thing they, we were talking really, about. Yeah, yeah, they really just let it go, you know. And but I mean, it wasn't uh, like they knew they were going to release three of them. They planned it out. It was a planned trilogy that went right with just one story. You know what I mean, all the way through. Uh, but the third one just dropped off. If you ask me, man, it was just a slow. The the ending was just kind of like what you know, just kind of left you up in the air. I mean, I I. I'm a fan of the entire franchise, really, but I, I really feel like the third one... Uh, the, you think the they'll ever come one. out with another one? Probably. I mean, Planet of the Apes, that's a big, you know... It's not going it, anywhere. I, it, it's not going anywhere. Give it another... You know, they'll let the uh, the ones that are out right now, they'll let those age for a decade or two, and they'll and they'll come out. They'll revamp it. They have to, you know. Yeah. Because uh, there, there was even... Uh, there was like three movies of the originals that the that the new trilogy didn't even touch on, didn't even get into, you know. So they wow. got a, so oh, they've yeah. got they've got more to make, you know. They've got if they're gonna finish the story, they've got a few more movies to make. Damn. But wow. uh, but yeah, yeah that's not uh, one I ever really got into. That one, the 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 Planet of the Apes. I mean, there was a couple of times where I pro- I know I saw one of those movies. I think it was the first, like the new, like the ones that came out when we were younger. Right. That, uh, like the first one, I think I watched it quite a few times. Well, there was the one standalone movie made with Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, that's probably the one that the I. One, it came out when it came out probably about like, man, probably early two thousands, if not late nineties. Yeah, that's probably the one that I yeah. that I watched then most yeah. definitely. You know, that's that's a standalone one. It kind of it kind of. They try. They threw elements from all six movies into that one movie and just kind of made it. It, it doesn't doesn't really tie in in any way to the uh, to the actual to the series. series. Yeah. yeah, interesting, but. interesting, man. So these are books too, Planet of the Apes. Uh, yes, they yeah they were books before they were movies. I'm pretty. I've never read them, but I'm pretty sure that they were books. Before Did you ever see the movie Into the Wild? Into the Wild. Yes. You saw that yeah. one. About that guy Christopher McCandless. Yeah, that, that was crazy. a book. I know that, that was, was a, a book. good yeah. book, man. The book was incredible. Really yeah. good book, man. Well, all right, dude. We're out, man. I guess unless you have anything else you want to say. I think we've uh, I think we've covered it pretty good tonight. Texas. Um, I will say that the Texas Rangers opened up their uh, their baseball stadium about a week and a half ago. Oh I think yeah, we said yeah. something maybe about it even I maybe off the oh. air last time. I don't know, but they opened up and then. Houston, the UFC is coming to Houston in May, full arena nice. in Houston, man. Cool, so, uh, man. One, one more little spat of good news that just came in today from Texas. The Texas House has passed const, uh, constitutional carry. Oh, really? It is on its way to the Senate. Yeah. 
I will tell you what, too. I'm reading a lot. That's awesome. And I will yeah. also say that uh, I'm reading a lot about the medical marijuana and Texas legislation. You know, there, there's been some, there are some people who really fight hard and they stand up there at the legislator and they push to have, you know, our laws laxed and, yeah. you know, at least medical marijuana brought to the forefront, even recreational, I'm sure. Right. And, uh, I mean, I really think there's going to start being headway in this in the years to come. Right. I really do feel like in the states that it's not already, uh, it's going to happen eventually. It's just a matter of time. And it's good to see those people fighting for it, man, and standing for that because they're not doing it to be a nuisance to society. Right. Uh, they're doing it because they know a lot of people that are just hardworking people that just want to that to be one of their crutches and they don't want to hurt anybody yeah. and they don't deserve to be criminals and uh I'm with you. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Sweet. Peace out. Till next time. Yeah, with the independent thinking Texans at it again, solving the problems. That's right. <laughs> do, do 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 we need like a uh, fucking theme song, man, like a like a uh, an action figure theme song. We should just try to see if we can't use the Mario one. Yeah, right. I think that would fit us. Solving the world's nah, problems. Nah, what it's about is just, uh, I think it's about, I was thinking about it, actually, because I really just don't even, I do care about this stuff. I like to follow it because it's fascinating that we live on this planet where so much is going on, right? And like, whether it's whether it's like geographically or by nature or by, by human nature, right? Right. And uh, I, it's important to not let it consume your life because ha- what really matters is like, you know, what are you eating day by day? What are you consuming? Who are you with? Are you with people you love? Are you happy? Those are the things that really matter day to day. If these things aren't affecting that, they obviously don't matter enough. Right. But it's it's interesting to follow them and to see what the world is where the world is headed because that's what does matter. Life doesn't necessarily stop with your life. Right. You know what I'm saying? Uh, unless, you know, Armageddon is yeah, or whatever, then maybe right. so. But really, it doesn't stop with your life. So there will be more after you. So the information or whatever you do is going to pass along something else to the next generation. And that's the importance of doing something positive and putting something into your time. And so... That's really why I I like I just love to do this and just add to the dialogue because uh, right I think no matter who does it or how they do it it's important to have conversations about things and laugh about things and you know for yourself yeah. and more than anything you know and leave that for yourself and to get that out there and if it comes across like for me like when I sit here and we do these things. It makes me learn more about myself and like about what I think about things because I don't just go off and talk about it right. anytime. And it makes me kind of understand these things more or look into them more than I would otherwise. So yeah. it challenges me to do that and I like it. But uh, I'm definitely an anti-war guy. Like I, It probably shows in things I've said maybe in the past, but I definitely right. don't... You know, like like you said it last episode, is like there's no utopian ending for all of us i mean the world is what the world is it's always going to have its problems but you know there will always be war there will always be conflict uh but not like not like the bullying and the going way over to other people's lands and fight and getting involved in conflicts and 
I think that's what more what I mean is I hate to see that and right. I, I feel like today, man, you're seeing tensions that are starting to build that are real and and they they like frighten me because if there's one way that we could really defeat ourselves, like really defeat ourselves, it's through war. Oh yeah, that's like Einstein said. Like global yeah. warming doesn't scare Einstein me as much as war. Best. You know. You know about the Einstein quote about World yeah. War Three. Everybody's yeah. heard that one. Yep. I don't know don't what know World what... War Three will be fought with, yep. but World War, the, but the one after will yep. be fought with sticks and stones. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It's the truth. It's man. truth, man. You've watched, we've all seen Planet of the Apes. <laughs> 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 no, I but, do uh, see that though. That, like yeah. chimpanzees are using like like rocks and things as right. like tools. You know, at this like they use, they hammer down things. They use putting. I mean. And here we are, you know, threatening to blow each other up. Yep, yep. You know, I mean, like, do you reach a point of evol- of evolution where you've, like, climaxed to, like, that's as smart as we're going to get. We're going to start heading down that <laughs> pole now and start just blowing it all up. Jeez, you know? yeah, no, I mean, uh, no, I agree. I mean, what's happening right now between, like, R- Russia and the United States is just, it, it is a scary situation, you know, because, I mean... When you start poking Russia, you're not just poking the Taliban or, or Al-Qaeda. You're not poking these guys who just have convoys of Toyotas, you know, and, and bomb vests. You're poking a real, I guess you could call them a superpower. I mean, they're, they're like number two or three on the planet when it comes to military power. But, uh, it's you know, they're, they're a real nation, and... World War Two is pretty much the last time two nations on this planet actually went to war with each other, you know. And I don't think people really stop and think about that, about the consequences. I mean, you, you know, do you want to see a rerun of something like that? I know I don't. I don't. You know? No, I don't. I mean, at all. it it is it is scary when you see these 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 flames that you know, like I said yesterday, uh, not yesterday, but on the last. Uh, episode how I feel like people just think like it's the 21st century you know all that stuff is behind us that's never going to happen again like I don't I, I wouldn't be so certain you know yeah. if, if you poke the wrong buttons it absolutely could happen again yeah you know and specifically what we're talking about today is just today on Thursday uh, April 15th Biden Put sanctions on Russia. Hold on, hold on. President Biden. President Joseph R. Biden. Wait, no, president's a bad word. Yeah. No. no. He put uh, sanctions on Russia, the Russian Federation. He said, quote unquote, that we're under a national emergency because of Russian uh, aggression, you know, towards the Ukraine. They've, we've now kicked Russian diplomats Dude, out the of word the country. emergency, the word emergency has taken a big hit Dude, in when the they past use, year. When they use that word... Like, that word used to mean something. Yeah. You know, right? Yeah, and in the minds of a lot of people, it still does. Yeah. It really still does. And this, this has proven that. Yeah. You know, the COVID-19 has proven how rapidly, you know, you tell people there's an emergency, then, you know, they're going to respond... Accordingly. You know, accordingly, you know, but... Uh, <laughs> But no, you know, I really think that when it comes to this kind of thing, you know, slapping sanctions on a country like Russia 
it's just a, it's not the right time to be doing something like that. You know, I mean, I think we need to follow more like what Thomas Jefferson said when he, you know, he said that the U.S. should practice peace and commerce with all nations and entangle alliances with none. Yeah, that's a quote from oh, TJ from TJ himself. You know, <laughs> and, TJ uh, himself. <laughs> you know, and, and I really think that. That's his stage name. Yeah. TJ, TJ. himself. TJ, TJ himself. TJ himself. <laughs> I can see the album cover now. Man. Oh, me too. He's but, got the bloomers and everything. Like that. <laughs> oh, man. No, but... I Dude, mean, why did they... They, they dressed so weird back then, right? Like, see, that's no, what... I think, I, think, I, I think that's what makes it seem like they weren't like us right you know what i mean like exactly. you're like these people because if they joked around there's, with each other there's no way they would have gone out looking like that you know what i mean yeah. they'd have been picked on but they weren't because that's just how everybody dressed right like, right no weird. you know I, I mean the american revolution was just six generations ago i mean really seven six or seven generations ago depending on how young you are you know that's not a lot of time I mean, really, uh, yeah, no, I, I think that what what's what we're doing with Russia right now is really poking some buttons that don't need to be poked. No, I And think... like I said on the last episode, we are still the same hairless pink apes that we were yeah. <laughs> back then. You as, know? A, as, mean, a, as a nation, you know, especially if America's going to get serious about, you know, looking at itself in the mirror hard and like, you know, fixing it's fixing ourselves, right? Like if that's really going to be our objective here, which I think most people would like to see that, you know, I think everybody's on board, but we don't have, a, we all feel like we don't have proper leadership and in, in place to do that. And from both sides, from every side. But if that was really what we needed to be doing, I would say the solution to this, in my opinion, is to, is to lead by example, you know, yep. make your people strong, help your people become stronger, help your people become more wealthy, you know, give it, help them, help, help them provide themselves with the tools. That's what a government should be. Kind of grease those wheels for people to, to help their, the society become stronger. And, you know, like you said, or like TJ himself said, you know, uh, you know, commerce with other nations and trade with other nations and be kind to people and, People will follow suit in that regard. You won't have to drop bombs on people. And people will hate you. Some people will never yeah. like you. That's fine. Yeah. It is what never. it is. But it is, it, 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 as long as you're strong and they're strong, then it's all good. Right. But when you become weak and you think you're more powerful than you are and you still have these bully tactics, that's a dangerous place to be. Yep. And Americans today are far more in danger than they've ever been before. And this is why you should give all of your guns to the government now. That's right. <laughs> yes, because these weapons of war have no place on our Don't streets. defend yourself okay. no. <laughs> from any any invasion or anything like that. Give them all to the government, and we're going to be okay. Now, I did actually find uh, some... Uh, man, like, finding ammunition even for a deer rifle is impossible, man. Yep. It's like, I've been looking for uh, 243 ammunition. For some time, man, I finally found some. Yeah. I was like, dude, are you serious? Thank you, sir. I will take four boxes. He told me the price. I was like, I will take one box. <laughs> <laughs> <For real. laughs> 
<laughs> you know what? Half a box. Half a box. I'm surprised they even uh, were going to let you buy four boxes, man. A lot of the places I've seen have a cap on how many boxes of ammo one person can buy. The good thing about living out in rural Texas. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> Everybody's got some freaking ammo and guns. <laughs> That's no joke. Damn, dude. Like, don't no. play around out here, man. I'm telling you right now, this is not the place to uh, get wild out here, dude. No, I, I, and the point you just touched on, you know, how it's real dangerous when a country that thinks it's a lot more powerful than it is starts to poke buttons, you know? I mean, I don't know if you've watched the videos, but I've seen the videos of, like, the Russian and the Chinese high school students Stripping AKs on the tables, blindfolded. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. straight up, these are their high school students, dude. Like, yeah. you know, while what's the typical American high school student over here doing today? You know, I mean, yeah. the difference in the cultures, you know, I mean, we, we might frown upon a lot of certain aspects of, uh, of, of like, Russian and Chinese culture, but uh, at the same time, those, they might prove to be some real advantages if a real conflict that does actually pop and up not, between the East and the West. I think the West has become soft. weaker and softer yeah. than it has ever been yeah, in history. I agree. Okay. Uh, and, and the other thing is not just the education, like in the, the, the kids are getting and stuff like that, but it's also like um, we're like divided, man. Like we're not even right. cohesive in a message at all. No. Like there's nothing that you can't go out and say something. It's like going to get everybody united. Nope. Maybe Epstein didn't kill himself. <laughs> Maybe you know that might get people rowdy. Right. Or Carol Baskin. Or you that know? bitch Carol Baskin. <laughs> yeah, they is. might agree on that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but you know. Maybe that, like, the government's corrupted. You know, you could go out and say, but even that, probably not. You know, right. some people are going to be like, oh, you're just, you know, you yeah. don't, conspiracies, you know, yeah. that's it. You wouldn't know what to do if you ran it. It's like, yeah, because I wouldn't run it because yeah. I just run my own I, life. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. what I say, just run I would run never your aspire to try and run other people's lives, you know. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> that's kind of silly. Right. Oh, yeah. That's great. Yeah, yeah I, I think, though, really, man, we had talked about it all the time, but foreign policy, no one really cares about it because they say, well, it's just that. It's foreign. It's it's our policy with foreign countries. What does it matter to us? Well, you know, like, we're supposed to be a government where, of the people. I mean, right. if you go out and you're bombing everybody and, like, are in these conflicts, like, bullying people then, you know, that's your government doing it, but that's your people doing it because you're allowing that to happen. And, uh, you know, we've really got to speak out about this. And, you know, people have got to speak out and just say, look, it's not saying it's... You're not a weak person by saying, I don't want to go to war with Russia. Right. It's like, I'd rather see my kids and uh, my family, my people, you know, my friends' kids come up in a world where they're learning about how to make the world a better place, a cleaner place, you know, energy cleaner, you know, how to move forward, you know, what to do about water issues, you know, and bat poor water supply, you know, what, there's so many issues we could be solving. Right. Why waste your time on that? I mean, I don't think that's a weak thing to say. I, I think no. it's, uh, but I think sometimes people feel like that. They feel like you have to have strong rhetoric. Like, don't mess with that. You'll see what we'll do. We'll, and it's like, yeah. I don't think rhetoric's just that. It's just right. rhetoric. I mean, you don't. If you need strong rhetoric like that, 
maybe there's nothing there. No. Well, I and I think that uh, I think what really drives people to to think like that is that I mean we are the superpower of the world right now. We've been the superpower for eighty years, almost a hundred years. We've been, you know, the the number one kid on the block. Um, and uh, I mean, you know, the, new kids there is. On the block I, I definitely got a understand. Bunch of <laughs> you remember that song? Yeah. Uh, you remember the Eminem version of it where he did like that in like one of his uh, songs? He's like, "New kids on the block." I, I'm not can't even say it. I, I I'm pretty sure I heard that. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, Cancel it. There's really a drive, I think, in people's minds that we have to be. We have to be number one. If we're not number one. That means we're going to be number two, and somebody else is going to be number one. And this is one that this is one concession I will make, because it's like we've said before, where it's like, yeah, you can sit here and talk good about anarchy all you want, but at the end, anarchy is a vacuum, and something's going to fill it, and it might be filled by something that was even worse than what you had before. And I would say that there is sort of a viable argument in in. In the idea that America couldn't would no longer be the biggest kid on the block is that there's always going to be a biggest kid on the block, and you know that's the one concession I would make towards the point of, of America, you know, playing chess around the world, is that if it is no longer a, a superpower, something's going to fill that vacuum, and it might it might be something that would make the federal government look nice and rosy to us at the end of the day. You know? Or what it once was. Or, yeah, you know? what it but once what was. what we're seeing right but, now, well, I mean, maybe... Even, even now, yeah, not right now, but like the federal government of like 2019. Yeah. You know, really. <laughs> yeah. In 2019, true. we were sitting around just like we are today saying, oh man, the federal government's doing all this stuff. But really think about it right now, you would trade 2019 in, in, in a heartbeat. And it's the same kind of... I, I think that there is a little bit of... Uh, you know, I, I'm I'm not saying that I believe I'm I don't think that uh, anything apocalyptic would happen if America wasn't number one on the block. But I can what I'm saying is that I understand people's fear when you mention something like America pulling out of all of our foreign uh, interests that we're in. That's what people think of in their mind. You know, they think of like, well, that means we're going to shrink and some other country's going to grow and then they're going to be a threat to us. Well, I totally understand you know. that. I do, and I, 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 I hear that argument, and yeah. I, I do understand it. And that's exactly going back to what I said that my my counter argument to that would would still be is that you know if a country like let's say China, right. you know, even though they're not a threat, Russia's the real threat. Not, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but it, let's say a country like China, no one's. A, I mean, damn, dude, let's let people be. You know. All yeah. governments are a threat. Right. People that want control over everybody, they're, they're a threat. threat no matter where the hell they are. Yep. But, uh, you know, let, let's say a country like, the, you know, the Chinese government, you know, uh, wants to take over that whole half of the world. You know, by the way they have to do that and the cultures they have to change to make that happen, they are going to grow a lot of anti-sentiment oh, towards yeah. them. If we're over here just being like, okay, that's that's the route they're gonna take. We have to mind our own business because we can't we can't stop them. Right. They're gonna do that, but we can only if they come in our bubble, they have a problem. Right. You no, know, like we're that's not gonna the let sort it, of national defense I believe in. That 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 yeah. that's the only that's how you are your strongest. Right. And and you're you have your own wealth. 
your own ingenuity, yeah. your own brains, your own, I mean, you figure right. it out. And I'm not saying that, like, you don't, you trade I mean, with other people. I'm not saying you just block yourself out and say, we don't want anyone no. else's resources. That's the difference between isolationism and non-interventionalism. Yeah. Isolationism is when you, is like, you know, the pre, you know, uh, a lot of people will be like, we tried that, we tried that before World War II and it didn't work, you know, we, it's like, no, that wasn't non-interventionalism, you know, that was isolationism, what we tried back then uh there's a big difference you know thomas jefferson hit it on the head peace and commerce that that you know that rules out isolationism you're talking about peace and commerce with all nations trade with them yeah you know some countries make stuff better than other countries there's nothing wrong with that not every country has to be number one make everything inside their yeah. own border different resources you know, in different ridiculous. parts of the world exactly yeah you know, but, you know, entangle alliances with none. And that's where we have really just messed up. And that's another argument people make all the time. Well, we can't just abandon our allies. What about our allies? We got to think about our allies. You know, well, I mean, then, you know, then scrap everything our founders said because they were very clear that we don't need to go and get entangled with all of these other countries. We don't need to entangle alliances with them. And, you know, I think the bottom point... What happens what if we don't like have a say, country? Well, you know, what happens to our allies? You know, what happens if right, everything falls apart exactly. because we're trying to fix everybody else and in the meantime, yep. we lose everything that we stand for here, <coughs> then what happens to our allies after that? We're about to, you know, we could and, find out. You know, one day the chickens are going to come home to roost on this issue anyway, whether whether another country becomes belligerent with us or not. There will come a time when America simply will not be able to finance the intervention that we do across the world anymore. That time, That's already that time, happening. That time might be That's here. That's happening. We're at, it's, it's hearing, at our doorstep. I was hearing someone say this. is like, and I don't know, I do not know enough about this, though I've read more than maybe just a common person that's never seen anything to do with it, but it's like, if the, if the Federal Reserve, if they, if they raise interest rates, then, then, you know, I mean... We're bank. I mean, you can't oh, even pay yeah. the. That's oh, you, dude! It, they it, can't it, make the, it would make the housing bubble of 08 look like. But they, nothing. but but at some point they have to raise interest rates. Yeah. So this is like the ongoing predicament that they're constantly in, and uh, man, it's just it's a uh, that's super fascinating, man. That's yeah. just crazy fascinating. But yeah, this was a good episode, man. Uh, I don't really have anything else really to add to that. I I think that I we hit on the three things. We, we wanted to talk about the police because we didn't really have... We had so little about yeah, that. that was and still that, a pretty developing story. Dude, it, I'll tell you what, at the end of the day with that too, real quick, is what that is is a shame. It's yeah. just a shame. It's it a was shame just yet, a shitty situation Because, all the way around. you know, a kid at 20 years old, man, I was such a dumb... I was so much more of a dumb person at 20 years old. It's unbelievable. Like, I would hate to judge someone by a 20-year-old and say, that was them, that's who they were going to be. And like yeah. that... Ha- it, it's just an act, you know... It was a bad, tragic accident that happened, and it sucks, and it sucks that it has to become so damn politicized. Right. But uh, anyways, uh, hopefully justice gets served in every which way, and people learn from it, you know, for sure. And then segment two, we talked about um, corporations and, um, and government kind of being intertwined, which is something that... You know, which I've always I've always known as that's the definition of fascism. 
Right. That's what, I guess that like Mussolini had. That's had, Mussolini's definition. Of he would, you know. If, if anybody should know about fascism, <laughs> I would think it would so, be Mussolini. Uh, and then, and then the last the last segment here, we talked about the wars and just three things that I thought we could uh, talk about that had some real prevalence of what's going to be going on in the in this coming up year. Right. Especially, you're going to see a lot more of, especially in the latter two, with uh, corporations and the government. Man, we are really seeing exponentially how intertwined they are and how much they're starting to cross paths yep. in the public sphere. You know. And then the last thing, again, like with the wars, is just, man, peace, dude. Like, just, man, if you have a, na- if you have, like, think about it as your neighborhood, you know? You might not like somebody that lives in that corner house over there, but y'all just don't see eye to eye. Y'all don't have the same theories about life, but he's friends with everyone. You're friends with everyone. And then, but he's also, he's not friends with this other guy that you don't even know around the other way, but. Yeah. You don't all go bomb each other and, you know, right. burn each other's stuff down. Like, you, you, it's a microcosm, I understand. It's not that easy. But, man, I just wish more people in the world would let go of the idea of trying to control other people. It's, damn, it's tiresome. Yep. And, uh, but, yeah, any movies or anything you're watching or anything you like, any shows you got uh, that you watch right now? You got your new Coca-Cola radio? Yeah. Oh, yeah, got, yeah, the, <laughs> the, the newest addition to the uh, collection. Uh, no, you know, just I've been watching. Uh, I did watch the original Planet of the Apes. I, I made a Planet of the Apes reference earlier. Yeah. That's just because I just just got done watching it. The you first like one, that? You yeah, like the very that? first one. Oh, I'm a huge fan of the original Planet of the Apes series. The uh, the first like uh, the ones made in like the 60s and 70s. Oh yes, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. You're talking about like the original, oh, the, the, the OG yes. Planet yeah. of the Apes, dude. Yeah, yeah. Damn, yeah, yeah. 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 The new ones. Did you see the new ones? Like one of them, maybe. Um, not, yeah. not one I ever got into. Yeah, no. no, I was a real big fan of, of number one and number two of the new ones. Uh, and then number three, they just... It's that thing they, we were they talking really, about. Uh, yeah. They really just let it go, you know. And But, I mean, it wasn't... Uh, like, they knew they were going to release three of them. They planned it out. It was a planned trilogy that went right with just one story, you know what I mean? All the way through. Yeah. Uh, but the third one just dropped off, if you ask me, man. It was just a slow... The The ending was just kind of like, what? You know, just kind of left you up in the air. I mean, it, I, I, I'm a fan of the entire franchise, really, but I, I really feel like the third one... Uh, the, you think the they'll ever come one, out with another one? Probably. I mean, Planet of the Apes, that's a big, you know... It's not going it, anywhere. I, it, it's not going anywhere... Give it another, you know. They'll let the uh, the ones that are out right now. They'll let those age for a decade or two, and they'll and they'll come out. They'll revamp it. They have to, you know. Yeah. Because uh, there there was even uh, there was like three movies of the originals that the that the new trilogy didn't even touch on, didn't even get into, you know. So they wow. got a, so oh, they've yeah. got they've got more to make, you know. They've got if they're gonna finish the story, they've got a few more movies to make. Damn. But uh. But yeah, yeah, that's not uh, one I ever really got into. That one, the 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 Planet of the Apes. I mean, there was a couple of times where I pro- I know I saw one of those movies. I think it was the first, like the new, like the ones that came out when we were younger. Right. That uh, like the first one, I think I watched it quite a few times. Well, there was the one standalone movie made with Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, that's probably the one that. The I, one it came out when it came out probably about like, man, 
probably early two thousands, if not late nineties. That's probably the one that I yeah. that I watched then, most yeah. definitely. You know, that's that's a standalone one. It kind of it kind of they try they threw elements from all six movies into that one movie and just kind of made it. It, it doesn't doesn't really tie in in any way to the uh, to the actual to the series. series. Yeah. yeah, interesting, but. interesting, man. So these are books too, Planet of the Apes. Uh, yes, they yeah they were books before they were movies. I'm pretty I've never read them, but I'm pretty sure that they were books before. Did you ever see the movie Into the Wild? Into the Wild, yes. You saw that yeah. one about that guy Christopher McCandless. Yeah, that, that was crazy. a book. I know that, that was, was a, a book. good yeah. book, man. The book was incredible, really yeah. good book, man. Well, all right, dude, we're out, man. I guess unless you have anything else you want to say. I think we've uh, I think we've covered it pretty good tonight. Texas. Um, I will say that the Texas Rangers opened up their uh, their baseball stadium about a week and a half ago. Oh, I think yeah, we said yeah. something maybe about it even I, maybe off the oh. air last time. I don't know, but they opened up, and then Houston, the UFC is coming to Houston in May, full arena. Nice in Houston, man. Cool, so, uh, man. One one more little spat of good news that just came in today from Texas, the Texas House has passed uh, constitutional carry. Oh, really? It is on its way to the Senate. Yeah. I will tell you what, too. I'm reading a lot. That's awesome. And I will also say that uh, I'm reading a lot about the medical marijuana in Texas legislation. You know, there's been some, there are some people who really fight hard and they stand up there at the legislator and they push to have you know, our laws laxed and, yeah. you know, at least medical marijuana brought to the forefront, even recreational, I'm sure. Right. And, uh, I mean, I really think there's going to start being headway in this in the years to come. Really? I really do feel like in the states that it's not already, uh, it's going to happen eventually. It's just a matter of time. And it's good to see those people fighting for it, man, and standing for that because they're not doing it to be a nuisance to society. Right. Uh, they're doing it because they know a lot of people that are just hardworking people that just want to that to be one of their crutches and they don't want to hurt anybody and they don't deserve to be criminals and uh, I'm with you. Yeah. (laughs) All right. All right. Peace out. Till next time. We want to say thank you so much for listening to our podcast, The Independent Thinking Texans. A lot of times, you know, we may not necessarily know what we're saying or doing, but who really does in this world? It's a busy, busy place. Thank you so much for taking the time, though. We do appreciate it. Keep thinking for yourself, always and forever. Have a great day.